Good afternoon and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and today my guest is Niraj Gupta. I've had the privilege, Niraj, to learn a little bit about your background in India, but more important, first of all, introduce yourself and let's start with what brought you to Calgary. Yeah, uh, so um, I've been a serial entrepreneur. I always also look for good startups where I can invest in. Right. And when I was looking at Calgary and Canada per se, I realized that Canada has the right kind of ecosystem, very good mindset in terms of entrepreneurship, and they have a very good access to North America. Uh, and I was looking for something of that sort. Uh, and at the same time, a lot of uh, my connects are in Bay Area and I wanted to be in the proximity of Bay Area. Right, so right. I was looking for the balance of a good right ecosystem. Bay, the Bay Area for the, for the benefits of, is San Francisco, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Is there now. <laughs> so, so I was looking for a perfect balance of a place which is very open in terms of ecosystem but right. also proximity to US as well. And I realized that Calgary is the right place. I, I started meeting people and they were so good. They were eager to do things. I mean, on an average in Calgary, there are eight entrepreneurship events every day every single day so Calgary so you these are not you're not willing to get like because you know look I, I'm from Calgary native Calgary yeah. been away for a few years and the oil people say oh you must be in oil and gas and that literally is the answer to it has been for decades but as you probably heard me I met with Terry Rock last week from sure. Platform Calgary I'm 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 fascinated by the the amount of tech and that's that's your sure. your experience is tech. Yeah. And so your the entrepreneurs you're meeting are tech oriented or tech focused entrepreneurs. So if you will look at uh, Calgary, a very good uh, comparative uh, point will be Stockholm. You know, same kind of weather, same kind of people. Very, oh, right, very, very right. good. Stockholm was very big in hardware side of it and automobile side of it. Uh, there was a time. Yes. And then there were things which started happening. But now if you look at Stockholm, what Stockholm has been transformed into a tech city. I mean, they are doing IoT, they are doing medtech, they are doing fintech. Calgary has the same kind of ecosystem. Right. You, know, you need, I always say that when you are successful and a lot of money, that's not when innovation happens. When you are... Start, you start looking at the markets and your main market is not doing good. That's right. where you start looking at innovation. That's where you start building the ecosystem. For last three years, if what has happened with Calgary is unprecedented. I mean, it's awesome. You know, I'm just that just brings to mind. Last week, I met with one of the professors at the University of Calgary, Ale, uh, Alex Asievsky. Mm -hmm. He's part of the Entrepreneur and Innovation Program. And he said the exact same thing as you just said. When things are down, You've got to just, you need to innovate. And the people, yeah. he made a, you've made a comparison to Stockholm. He made a comparison to Boston. And I can go, I'll, I'll, I'll let the viewers or listeners listen to that yeah. because he goes into the Boston analogy and why Calgary needs to disrupt yeah. and innovate because of the oil and gas, the down, and the repeated yeah. down cycles of oil and gas. So sorry for that. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, I mean, look at what has happened in Waterloo. You know, Waterloo yeah. was this Blackberry, big giant. Blackberry. Blackberry, yep. Half of the Waterloo uh, incubators where you look at, half of the people are ex-Blackberry people. Like Shopify. Like Shopify. Like so many people. So it's a new hub. It's a new hub. Yeah. Which came out of Blackberry. Now, I'm going to go back to your, and I, and I, yeah. and I use this to your home country of India. Yeah. And when the la I believe the ten, in, last 10 years has been a real innovative point for India. Yeah. And I think it's because of the outsourcing, for yes. decades of outsourcing, and the intellectual capital for companies like Infosys, they were the ones receiving the funds, and, 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 and somebody in India said, wait a minute, 
why don't we do something like yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I do something like you said in 2003? Yeah. You just said one day I'm gonna. Why yeah. don't we start a tech company? So uh, if you look at India, it became a huge destination for outsourcing because yes. the billing hours was like twenty dollars an hour to forty dollars an hour. Right. Okay. Back in those days, but slowly, slowly, what happened was very similar to China. When you started looking at China. Chinese are right. replicating things, now they are creating things. I mean, one of the very senior person from Qualcomm, I was talking to him, he says, you go to China, you tell them, this is what I want to build. They give you 10 more advanced versions <laughs> saying, what, is this what you want? Brilliant. India happened the same thing. Over the period of time, the same junior uh, coders yeah. and many people, and you will be surprised to see in India, 70% of the people are non-computer science graduates which went into software coding, right. mechanical engineers and civil engineers. Now they all have got so much knowledge and the pricing has gone so high that India is no longer the outsourcing. The cost, the cost benefit to go and outsource. Yeah. The but they became so good internationally yeah. and they had a spending power and suddenly you know, all over the world people start saying, oh, you know what? iPhone, the day it was launched, for the next nine months it was booked, the very day. So it became a good place for people to be there. Another very interesting right. aspect that had happened was suddenly all the Indians across the globe started looking at India as a very interesting destination. They started coming back to India to invest in. The, 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 the brain drain is a lot of... Like, I read yeah. the similarity was the Aberdeen or UK. When I worked overseas, you know, the, the, because the oil prices, or the, the Aberdeen was that brain drain yeah. going elsewhere to, to transfer their knowledge as, as oil and gas experts. So, you know, like you've got the population in India, and I don't for the view, for the benefit of the viewers here or listeners here, this is this is Calgary. Yes. But that's we can talk about that separately. Absolutely. There's a passion of mine on the, and I'm fascinated by that. But let, let's let's talk a little bit about what you've got, what you've created here in Calgary when you first came to Calgary, and sure. from that uh, from that base. When when I first came to Calgary in February this year, which is 2019. You just came here? Yes, 2019 oh. February. So I used to come quite often yeah. to uh, uh, Toronto and uh, uh, Montreal. But when I came to Calgary, settled down here, people said, you know what, you probably won't be having, uh, you know, kind of people to meet. Believe me or not, on an average, I'm meeting five new people every single day, <laughs> including summers. You know, Calgary is happening. Edmonton is happening. The point is, Calgary is at the cusp where you have right kind of a blend of entrepreneurs. Right. Early stage investment because you need early stage investment. What has happened in Bangalore is so many Indians and expats came to Bangalore and said, right. you know what, I'm ready to invest in initially. You need good amount of capital from the angel investors. Guess what? So many people from oil and gas and other places have money, right. they're ready to take that risk. So that's why it's a very good jump start for people. Now, the other thing that's happening is, is but that, I mean, that's, yeah. let's stop there because yeah. the, the, that, that seed, that seed or pre-seed, I don't know the de yeah. definition, but that startup capital, there's the human capital and there's the funds to give them. Yeah. And a lot of people fall back, well, there's a two-sided coin, meaning the investor, he, has got, he or she's got to take the risk yeah. in the individual or group of individuals that have a startup or an idea. So where, as an investor yourself or a startup angel, you've, I, I use yeah. the word angel investor, where did you make that inflection point? Where do you make that decision? What's, what so guides good, you on that? I said, this is a very good question because when, when I go to San Francisco or anywhere else and I said this is $100,000, back inside the mind of the entrepreneur, it's always like, oh, you know what? He's just giving me 100000 and I'm aiming for $5 million. So my value of 100000 is probably for him is ten thousand dollars right you know? it's nothing it's just it's nothing. very little you come here you give hundred thousand dollars entrepreneur to calgary make use of it 
to calgary you know they will not call for the valuation of like 10 million which will even mathematically and financially not make sense they'll say oh okay my if you'll ask me my yes. uh, sweet spot is 2 million to 5 million dollar valuation not very, <laughs> i mean somebody i laugh because i see that as a lot of venture capital they write that if you've got a, if you're seeking 2 to 5 but you have revenues because a startup doesn't have revenues or yes. like they can't boots if they're not bootstrapping Absolutely. if they don't have revenues to bootstrap what do they do so so the point is if you need to find like the regular four Fs, friends, family, founders, and fools, who can who can hopelessly <laughs> like believe in, uh, in in you, saying you know what this guy will do things. So when you are starting, yeah. sell yourself right to the to the prospective investor because he's gonna invest on you. But little bit further, when you start looking at hundred thousand dollars to half a million dollars, yeah. sell the product and the market along with you. You right. cannot keep selling yourself, but when you go to the next stage of half a million and above, then mathematics takes over. Then well, you then you run the numbers. You have to run the numbers. Well, the assumptions are you, then you can, as an accountant, I understand full well the, the cash flows, the yes. assumptions that support that. Last week, I read an article on Crunchbase. Uh-huh. Headline, Series B funding down. And you probably read the same article. And me thinking, back to your 100,000, what can you do with 100,000 yeah. to make that five or yeah. you know, 500,000? You're going to double, triple it. You're going to do what you can. Yeah. Oh, because Series A is down. But I'm thinking, if they're at Series A and the WeWork, everyone knows the WeWork example, what are they doing with the cash? They're burning, there's no control. That 100,000, and and I listen to you, and I'm thinking, I could hire a lot of developers if I had a a coding project, or hire a lot of people, the salespeople, to go out there and and hustle this, the product that you've said. And so, why is Series B? Is because I believe, and I'm just, this is more of a personal view, that people are getting the money, and then like, that philosophy that you said, well, we wanted five million yeah. because they didn't get the five million, so they're going to burn the hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And there's no sense. Check. The, the VC isn't doesn't have the pulse of them. Perhaps I don't. I don't know. What's your view no, on that? No. Uh, so, so we need to also understand uh, the general phenomenon. The big guys like SoftBank and all these kind of uh, uh, banks. Right. Suddenly, one fine day, they'll say, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to invest in fintech." Now, their thought process is two fifty billion, and they drills down to the angel level saying, oh, you know what, SoftBank, and Series D guy will say, oh, SoftBank is going to invest. Let's start finding out. D becomes B, B becomes A, A right. becomes Angel. Push it down. And then Angel says, what if I invest in these two startups and one of them becomes SoftBank's invested company? That's right. what happens. Right. Now, guess what? SoftBank says, now my funding is drying up, which means Series B guy says, I'm not going to invest in this domain because my <laughs> next round is not happening. So it's a snowball. It's or a snowball, snowball or what? You know, and for the angel, yeah. we know that even if our exit is not going to happen at Series E because before that they will kick us out right. most of right. the time. But if even if we can do Series A, it is good. So we still are hopelessly optimistic about the startups, but Series B and C guys, they have a smaller, uh, you know, ecosystem numbers because yeah. they have like five startups which are doing things. I'm, I'm just laughing here for, for the benefit of the listeners. That, Niraj, I, I, the, Series A, Series B, I, and seed funding, we're in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Calgary. And they know the rodeo, they know oil and gas. And I don't mean, but we could, you and I could have that yeah. discussion. But literally for, for Calgary, when I, had to, when I met with Terry Rock over at, at sure. Calgary Biz, uh, Platform Calgary, and he was saying the... This Calgary's disproportionate number of startups mm-hmm. compared. He did the. I think he ran the metrics. Yeah. And let's just say the number is 250 startups in Calgary, and it should be 
in proportion to say Toronto or, or Vancouver yeah. Yeah. or maybe in the U.S. centers should be more like a thousand yeah. or whatever the number is. What is your view? Because he said we need more people. Yeah. And so Terry left left me or left the listeners with a with a, a sense of the four things, and one of them was talent. Yeah. How do you see Calgary if it is two fifty? Getting to that level, what are the things that are, that, are, that you see? Uh, the first thing, you know, we are trying to create a lot of entrepreneurs and Platform Calgary is doing an awesome job because right. they're not only trying to educate the young professional to become entrepreneurs, but also through startup visa program and other programs, bringing a lot of foreign startups as right. well. However, I feel that there is a big chunk of, uh, you know, good employees who, which are working in different companies. They are working really in companies and they are the people who also have to get engaged. One thing which I have not seen in Calgary is people who are at the lateral positions in different companies, right. they are not involving themselves with the startups. They really need to. If they are not involving, you cannot create thousand startups because a young professional starts a company, he does, doesn't only need money, he wants people who have experience because he may have a limited set of experience. Right. The problem which I see or challenge which I see in Calgary is mid-level management people. The skills, the ones that have the skills to run the business, the marketing, the accounting, yes. Yes. the HR, the legal, yes. they have the awareness of that. Yes, they They're need needed. to start collaborating with startups. So if I am a hardware engineer with 10 years of experience, right. I'm just waiting that maybe a startup will raise Series D and I will and get I can a come job there. But see, so this, this, this disconnect, so when I talked with Olex and I'm going to Osievsky over at uh, the Entrepreneur Program, we yeah. talked about big business um, that really need to learn entrepreneurial skills. Because my naive question was, well, are you getting a degree in entrepreneurialism? He said, no, no, no. It's a segment of the MBA program and yeah. the Bachelor of Commerce. That it's, a, it's a course, yeah. part of that. So learning some of the things, awareness. Yeah. And one of the things he said, and I'm really I'm going to jump around a little yeah. bit here, so apologize for that. Sure. But he said, what's happening in, in Calgary, maybe in Can- or Alberta, maybe Canada, is the hi- funding for higher education is going to shift to the vocations. Mm-hmm. Vocational, meaning... Yeah. And I use the word plumber, it could be anything. If you visit the SAIT, if you look at the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology and you look at their curriculum, and it's the plumbers, the electricians, and all the welders. Yeah. And I said, great. So they get, they get the skills to, to yeah. learn how to, to work with their hands. Yeah. But what happens when, when nobody's hiring them? Can they go out to, this, to the workforce and become, go out and raise funds? Can they market themselves? Can they yeah. use social media? They don't have the skills because guess what? They sat... And they worked to yeah. work the plumbing, and yeah. I didn't. I'm not picking on plumbers. I'm thinking, wow, what an opportunity for the entrepreneur program to go down to the vocational level and help them, give yeah. them the skills. And I'm sorry, that's the startup. That's he the startup. is, he or she is the startup in five, ten years, and maybe they need that business person who comes and joins hands. And sorry, this, this is a very good point. So another another important point which Calgary has to understand that everything is not startup. MSME, micro, small, medium yeah. enterprises, yes. and SMEs are also startups. You know, to, to, the, to the fact that a lot of SMEs say, should we start terming ourselves as startups? Because startup is a new catch. Yes. If you want to have the traditional businesses also to go to the next stage, you need MSMEs and SMEs to be in the same asset class or ca- category class as startups. Yes. That has to happen. Calgary has to realize that, you know, that entire different kind of asset class and skill set can also take them to the next stage. I mean, in Edmonton, I was talking to a company called Renovation Find. It's one of the very good place. Right. And they are trying to bring in all these plumbers and all at one place. They are helping them and they have created a platform. Right. But they're really helping these guys to become entrepreneurs. They are. I mean, it's, 
when I, so one thing I noticed in addition, well, learning yeah. about startups is the, the colleges and the, the university or the post-secondary or the adult education, it's, it's grown. Yeah. Now Royal is no longer a college, it's a university. Absolutely. SAIT is offering, you know, doctor, and they're, they're, they're moved, it's, the University of Calgary has grown. So yeah. more and more, the learning institutions yeah. in Calgary seem to have grown. Meanwhile, in that period, the oil prices have gone yes. down. So there's, what, I, I, what is your view? How can you tap into that? that because there's a disconnect. People are learning, mm -hmm. but there's no jobs. In general, and that's a high-level view. Yes, I, I mean, so a the the bigger issue is not only oil and gas. The second set of uh, people, like startups and all, yes. we need to. So another issue with Alberta is the bridge town. You know, you have a lot of um, investors who are ready to invest in ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, or fifty thousand dollars. Right. Then you have series A, B, C, D guys, which yeah. are free More serious money, US yeah. funds. Yeah. In between, if somebody wants to raise a million dollar. It becomes really difficult, extremely difficult, because you don't have those kind of people who can say, oh, here's my half a million dollar check. So if you really want to make things successful and right. people need to create jobs, you need to also create bridge funds, literally bridge funds. Call them as a bridge funds. Like a crowdfund, so, almost a crowdfunding. Or a bridge fund saying, I will give you half a million dollars. A Not bridge like, till you get across the bridge. Yeah, and six, so number one, if we can create those kind of people, I mean, yeah. entire... Uh, Waterloo became big because of BlackBerry. I mean, yes. so many people were getting hired. We can have those sort of things. So number one, these startups which are now going to the next stage, if we cannot very quickly help them support with infrastructure, right. people, and that kind of a money, they cannot create a job. There's that thing, sorry, we'll go, we'll yeah. go. but there's that, there's that mentality, I, I'm gonna create the app for a better pizza delivery, the Uber of pizza delivery, right? <laughs> Or is it a real fundamental, say, someone mid-tier mid management who's worked in oil and gas and they come up with a, they come up with a way of processing invoices, I yeah. don't know, or joint yeah. venture billing, for example. I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, that, is, that person's going to get a serious notice, but he probably doesn't have any support. Well, I don't have a developer. We can't create the app. Yeah. I don't know how to do a free app. It's, I'm not a techie. Yeah. So, so most of these oil and gas companies now have at least started thinking about corporate venturing side of it. Right. When they're thinking that, you know what? till the time market go, doesn't go up, at least I can start innovating. But I know there are constraints if I'm innovating within. Can we start engaging with these entrepreneurs who can be part of our corporate venturing program? A, they will get infrastructure, resource, money, and the clients. Their clients can be tapped in. Yeah. So, like this initiative called Alberta IoT, which is a great initiative because a part of it is, is focused to oil and gas people. So, Alberta IoT being Internet of Things? Yes. They are they're like um, uh, they're like a society where yeah. they're saying if you are doing any hardware, come to us, and we are also collaborating with these big corporate houses right. and all in gas. Or take the CDL Creative Destruction Lab, yep. which CDI is for, yes. extremely complicated innovations. So I think you know uh, there is always a value of death when you're talking about startups, right? This is a concept when you go down and you have to go up. Yes. But this is a positive thing. Valley of death is very positive because you have to go through valley of death. You know, Albert, uh, Calgary... <laughs> the valley of death. Yeah. That's, sorry, that's in Drumheller. <laughs> yeah. Calgary is going through valley of death yeah. overall. But this is not for the negative side of it. It's for positive side because they have to go through this entire cusp to come out on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it has to happen. I mean, it, it had to happen some point of time. It's happening 
right now it's good if if it's happening you right now. you bring up the the valley of, so the valley of death being you've got to go down before you can go back up yeah and I listened so one of my one of my uh, I had an interview last week with Adam Pokarski uh-huh. and he's a recruiter or search sure. search firm it's his his own business and he said because of the downturn in oil and gas yeah. over the, a prolonged period of oil and gas he said my clients are he says they're hiring and why are they hiring he said four or five years ago, mm-hmm. they looked inwards. They weren't my clients then, but yeah. the companies were looking inwards and they had to, he said, one thing that was compelling is they had to focus on their business. Sure. And they realized that they could do things more efficiently. And, and it's almost entrepreneurial-like, but I, maybe it's not. But what are they, the people I'd want to see yeah. and talk to are those ones that, how did you, in, in the midst of a doom and gloom and the valley, you've come out of the valley of death, really, because it's an oil company yeah. and you had to lay off a lot of yeah. people and now you've come back out of that and you're hiring again, there'll be, there'll, that, that'd be a really good target because Absolutely. that's innovation, Absolutely. internal innovation. Uh, a second interesting aspect is, you know, unlike in valley, uh, as in uh, Bay Area, uh, <laughs> yeah. what happens uh, there is, is you need economics and all these concepts don't matter. I mean, you go to a, a, uh, to a VC yeah. and you're thinking of getting a million dollar at a $5 million valuation, you end up taking $5 million at $15 million. Nothing has changed, by the way. It's just you went inside and went outside. After that, it becomes a problem <laughs> for an entrepreneur. Because, to keep that level, valuation. Yeah, next round is very tough. In Alberta, in Calgary and in Canada, what I'm seeing is, is people understand unit economics now. They understand the concept of making profits. They right. understand the concept of creating something which is tangible, but at the same time, there is a good amount of money on the other side of the table. Not like today you give me a $50 million valuation and next round I cannot do it because that time mathematics doesn't work. Yeah, because the math, either the TAM or the total market or whatever you were projecting didn't happen. Yes. Or the scenario, going back to some old cases in Alberta, the hotel... Um, Good Alcatel and certain, yes. there were some big failures. Yes. And the Novatel Communications was one of my clients. When I go way back, it yeah. was my client and Novatel. They went from a be- or was it the big Nortel? Yes. So Nortel. Yeah. Literally, this was the dot com two thousand two thousand one, and they they had lied. They had sat with the analysts a week before mm-hmm. and given misinformation yeah. and and told them their stock dropped. I mean, they went sure. bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. But everything. As a CFO or as a CA or chart accountant, I read their, their dossier and it looked on balance, perfect. The next day or two weeks later, they went literally yeah. off the charts. Yeah. And that was everything in the public markets yeah. looked good. Yeah. So when you get to the startups, and, and I'm, let, let's ground this back to you sure. work with. Sure. You mentioned something earlier, not, not on the podcast, but we had a side discussion. You mentioned tech, is, it's changed where that the business yeah. case drives the tech. Yeah. Just maybe exp- explain that what that means to you. Yes. So, so earlier, uh, what was happening was there was golden handshake happening in Calgary. People were getting obscene amount of money as a salary. Right. So people were not thinking about what's happening in the tech world and innovation world. They were only looking at the business side, or some people were just doing innovation. Right. Now, my philosophy always have been that the business need and the model decides the invention need or the technology roadmap, right, not right. the other way around. Because if it was other way around, every single university in the world should have been a billion dollar university. Oh, right, 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 right. right. The point is... R&D, just driving the business. Absolutely. The point is, you and you will find a lot of smart entrepreneurs nowadays who are not saying, oh, I will create the next big 
technology product. They're saying, I'll create a good business innovation. Yeah. And that business innovation needs the technology help and a support. It right. can be in form of a very core invention or the peripheral invention, doesn't matter, but it should solve the problem with a niche right. about right. it. And SAS then, vertical, so SAS vertical just solving one problem. You know, you look at a very interesting aspect. Since 2000, uh, between 2000 and 2019, a lot of business innovation has happened. E-commerce is a business innovation. Right. You know, those business innovation now needs the technology backup. It's not that AI and ML were not there in 2000. It was. Right. But now it has more relevance because it's not just a pure innovation. It is happening on the top of business innovation. So it's more Brilliant. contextual and that's why it's more meaningful. So just for, for you know, let's bring this home now and, and, yeah. and close off for you to, to take your time. But, you know, the next two to three years, what, because you, you're working with startups. Yeah. Maybe you want to take this from the angle of investing yeah. or the start. What do you think the one or two things over the next, whatever it is, will impact your sphere of either investor or startups or both? Um, so Calgary is in home. Calgary, in Calgary. In Calgary is home now. I want and I'm trying my best to bring in a lot of good investors, sensible investors in Calgary because right. you need to have that kind of thing. Because now startups are going to the next stage and they need They that need funding to keep going. Yeah, that's number one. Number two is infrastructure. Like what Platform Calgary is doing, there should be few more such infrastructures in a different domain, not only like entrepreneurship thinking and real estate, but also infrastructure in terms of hardware lab or different kind of a database centers right. and all those sort of things. So another thing is the infrastructural support. These people need the infrastructural support. Right, right, good. And, and the third thing is, is Calgary has to do its own PR. We are not telling people who we are. Since the time I've come here, I am shouting from the top of the roof. Saying, Branding and awareness. Branding, awareness. I mean, Calgary, because if Calgary will do things, then starters will get help. Think about it, Bangalore. I mean, now everybody knows Bangalore, that oh, yes. it's a startup hub. hub. Calgary still talk to people, they'll say oil and gas. Oil and These gas. are the first uh, Services and oil and gas. We need to, we have, I think, 1,500 startups in Alberta. It's huge. Why not we do branding? So I think all the role models, big companies and government has to do PR Wonderful. in the next two to three years. So that's my intake from the startup yeah. point of view. But I'm very optimistic about Calgary. Niraj, thank you so much. Literally very enlightening to me. I like that, the ending, the branding awareness. Uh, one of the reasons this podcast has started is exactly that, to bring to the, the micro issues and bring it to that, bring it home. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you.